Thing. Hey, everybody. Hi there. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> good to see everybody. It's wonderful to see you too. It's and and good to. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What a good. <laughs> We're waiting with bated breath. <laughs> good to shoot audio waves out of the speakers of your car and or headphones to those of you listening at home. Terrific. That was a good sentence. Yep. Good save. <laughs> Honestly, better than I can do. <laughs> yeah, mine would have trailed off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forget. I mean, I did most... trail off first. I just. <laughs> you committed somewhat. I forget most words when I talk, so. Yeah. When they're most important, too. Yeah. <laughs> talk about irony. <laughs> I guess you can't because you would. Uh, I forget, the, forget words, the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ironing. <laughs> ironing? Yeah. The ironing of it all. <laughs> Hello! Welcome to Chill Sesh number... What are we on? Mambo number five, yeah, baby. Mambo yeah. number five. Yeah. That's what I was a little bit of chill <laughs> sesh in our lives. Mm. Little bit mm. of chill sesh mm. on your mm. phone. Mm. Little bit of chill sesh in your ears. Little bit of chill sesh brought us here. Wow. Oh, that was good. I was wondering where you were going to go in that last sentence. I was Just prepping for us. something real bad. Yeah, yeah, you're keeping us at the edge of our seat. You really are. <laughs> we're Speaking, here for you today. That's, yeah. We are. We're here to support you and your endeavor of introducing all of us, which you will begin now. Hello. Well, let's start with me since this is all for me. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy birthday. I am James Kettler. You may know me as the voice of Zeke Lynn on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. And I am seated here with my three bestest friends in the whole wide world and fellow Chillhaven High castmates. To my right, we have me. Bess Lawson. You may know me as the voice of Penny White. To my right, we have the lovely... Oh, it's me, Philip Stressman. You might reckon me... Reckon... <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again. You might reckon me. <laughs> hey, you might reckon me! As the voice of... <laughs> and <Hate> others. <laughs> Oh, wait. That, nobody's heard that yet. I oh, yeah? That. Oh, damn. Never mind. Scratch. Okay, that's all bleeped. You, you've heard all of this except the name of the person <laughs> whose voice I, I am is bleeped. You might know me as the voice of the uh, late um, Noah Langley. Rest in pieces. R.I.P. Literally. R.I.M.P. Rest in many pieces. <laughs> and to my right is my uh, legally bound wife, <laughs> what a way to put it. Yeah, that very unromantic. Uh, hi, it's me, Mae Stressman. I play Angela Atticus Jr. The end. And to my right is my beautiful dog, Zero. She says hello. She says hi. She's going to be quiet, though. And yeah. to my right, and several stories upstairs, is our beautiful dog, Gus, who is being so good and quiet. He is. Shout he's out to upstairs, him. and we're down here in the basement recording this for all of you. But what about to his right? To Gus's right, maybe, possibly, I don't know where he is in the house right now, it's our cat Pickles, who does not support the show or any of us or anything anyone does but himself. Exactly. And to Pickles' right? No, we don't. Probably a bug. <laughs> yeah. A, stink a beetle. Bug. Yeah. Probably some ants. So yeah, the bit only goes around. As, long as, as long as you want it to go on. Well, no, it goes. No, like, that's that, it. Well, that's everyone in the house. That's all that, well, I mean, that's all. That we know of. Yeah, exactly. That's why I stopped, but. That's all the all the main components of the house. Yep. And here we all are. Welcome, everyone, to the Chill Sesh, here to talk about and wrap up 
The Cyber Squatch Imperative. Dun, 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 dun. Wrap on and wrap up. Wrap on. You know, let's all turn our chairs backwards. Sit, sit awkwardly in them, and let's all let's all have a wrap about the end of the Cyber Squatch Imperative. Let's do it. Oops, all Rikers. <laughs> Great. Here we are doing it. <laughs> we got. We asked, and uh, you delivered. So here we go. Here is our first question for our chill sash. Oh, jumping right into questions. I don't know. You're hosting. I don't know. You said welcome. Like I 10 found times. out I was yeah. hosting 30 <laughs> seconds before this. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Put on your game face. Well, having those improv skills. Yeah, oh. we're supposed to be audio professionals. Why don't you role play somebody who knows how to do this? <laughs> well, I got to roll out of care. All right, hold on. Figure out my hosting stats. Um, let's freaking jump into it. Yeah, let's jump right into So, we put out a call on Twitter and Discord. As we always do, asking all of our wonderful listeners and patrons and other folks, you know, I guess you you didn't have to listen to the show. You could have just seen our poll on Twitter and asked us some question like, who are you? What the fuck is this? (laughs) We already covered that. What do you guys do? Yeah, we did already cover that. So let's move on to our very first question for this chill sesh from Nikki at Anxious Meat Suit on Twitter. Uh, Nikki, who is a patron at junior varsity level. Shout out to Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hello. This is a good question to start with. Great opener. What were Thank each you for of the your... great opener, Nikki. <laughs> what were each of your favorite moments from the Cyber Squatch Imperative? And I think we should start with the mind behind it all, the Philip J. Stress. Oh, me? <laughs> I would be like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. What was my some of my favorite moments? Um... I, uh, all the Eagle stuff I liked a lot, <laughs> um, particularly May's backstory of why the Eagle was mad at Angela. First. Uh, I thought was pretty terrific. Um. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Of course. Uh, and the aforementioned Noah Langley exploding into chunks all over <laughs> everyone. I gotta say, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I didn't think that was gonna happen. You didn't think that he was going to explode and rain down in chunks on all of you? No, I thought he was just going to torture us for the rest of eternity. So that was a nice delight. Um, also, just rattling off real quick, um, my favorite, so that was my favorite me moment and my favorite May moment. My favorite James moment, I think, was uh, Zeke's repeated decision to solve all problems by trying to speak Sasquatch at them. <laughs> did uh, I do that more than once? Yes, you, you did. Sure you did, did. It at the beginning and you did it at the end. Huh. It didn't work at first, it didn't work the second. It really came full circle with it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's perfect storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's Chekhov's Sasquatch call. Yeah. First, you don't succeed. Try, try again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old Sasquatch aphorism. <laughs> Hey, mate, uh, how about you? Oh, wait, I'm not done. done. Oh, I'm sorry. I get to do everybody since I'm the GM. Fine. Usually a sip of tea is your signal to say, like, I'm done talking now. You guys say something. Yeah, you're being real slow. Oh, no. Um, And my favorite uh, my favorite penny mommy. Mommy? Oh, penny mommy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> my favorite penny, best moment slash penny moment was the uh, force, what do you call it? The force hand wave on the, the Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind trick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Jedi mind trick on the instrument middle employees, uh, I thought was, an uh, first of all, amazing scene, but also like excellent intuitive expansion of the reach of Penny's powers. Yeah, it was funny. We I love thought that was very good. Growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you done? Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm done. Okay. So um, it wasn't uh, not necessarily like an exact moment, but a 
thing that I got to do this arc, which was combine powers with Penny. So Bess and I got to do more like combined um, like roles together and work on our like magical girl powers together. So that's something that we didn't do much before. And so now we're getting into the thick of it. Mm -hmm. So that was exciting. And that was my moment. And my favorite moments were every time a swamp cabbage man was there (laughs) and talked. (laughs) I just love him. I love him so much. Love that little guy. Love his little suits. Love his swampy little body. <laughs> Love his stench. Yes. When we were at, we went and did like a little hike today and there was Swamp skunk man. cabbage plants. They were literally called Eastern skunk cabbages. Mm. You know, you can't eat them because they're toxic and it made me sad. Just like the swamp cabbage man. Can't yeah. eat him. Can't eat him. He's toxic. Can't eat him because he's toxic. Yeah. Terrible mate. <laughs> but he can eat your eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all they don't know that also have yet. not heard that. <laughs> but it's okay. It's a sneak peek. Say eggs. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I y'all's y'all's like out of the gate adoration of the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man, I think shaped this entire arc. Yes. Um because you know, I don't I don't like pre-plan that much. I sort of set some conditions and then whatever happens, happens. And my idea for Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man was literally just like, oh, we're doing Ultimate Soldier. Uh uh, I need a Dolph Lundgren to our Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so I was like, here's another cyborg monkey man. And y'all were just like, this is the most perfect thing I've ever seen, and I will protect him with my life. Yeah, yep. you, you can't give us cuties and then just expect us to not engage with them forever and take them with us everywhere. I think rule of thumb is if they're not human or humanoid, we're probably going to fall in <laughs> yeah. them immediately. They're ours. <laughs> Good to know. Yep, that's true. What about you, James? What's your favorite part? Yeah, James. Uh, yeah, James. James. My favorite part that I did that I got to participate in was screeching like a maniac banging on a keyboard inside the instrument middle. I'm yeah. glad you had a great time. Because mm-hmm. that is a real-life fantasy that I've always had. I've always wanted to, like, take the stage at an instrument store and be like, this one's for all you lovers out there, and then just be terrible at high volume. Uh, um, but I can't because of the social stigma associated with doing such a thing. I'm sure so you, repressed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you could definitely do it at the Guitar Center here. Like, how many people really go it's, there? It's pretty busy. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. You I'm need to buy, you. listen, you need to buy XLR <laughs> cables. That's basically the only place to go in town. Just go right before they're closing on like a Tuesday or something. I'd be so upset if I worked there and I was trying to close. Somebody just came in demanding XLR cables, Stop banging it on my keyboard. Yeah, yeah. This one's dedicated to the memory of Paul McCartney. Here we go. Oh, man. Hmm. Uh, my favorite moment in the entire arc, I can pinpoint exactly, and it is the moment after the Sasquatch reveal, after we find out he's an alien, when Sasquatch decides to leave and Swamp Cabbage Man just goes, um, so... <laughs> Am I a Bigfoot too? Oh, <laughs> little guy. That was really sad, but no, he wasn't. Well, you know, he's he doesn't need a Sasquatch polycule in the sky because he has a family uh, here on Earth now. Yep, with all of y'all. I know. Yep, and he's happy about found it. family. Yep, we love him. He's 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 the he's the Vin Diesel that hold, holds our fast family together. Except he fucking shows up for work on time, in shape, and doesn't make the dire- book, and doesn't make directors quit their job. Yeah, yeah, Vin. Hmm. All right, that's a pretty good round of answers for our first question out of oh, the gate. Oh, thank God. Oh, good. You okay? Yeah, we got we had, our answers were good. So. Oh. Yep, 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 yep. Seal, sta- I give them the stamp of approval. 
Uh, on to question number two. This one coming to us from Gideon, also a patron at the junior varsity level. Thank you, Gideon. Thank Gideon. You. Thank you. Gideon has five questions. Hell yeah, Gideon. Let's go. One for So I'll just do these in order because they, they have one for each of us and then one for all of us. Cool. Love it. Four, Philip, because Hello. you are the first on the list. What inspired you to make Sasquatch an alien? I personally feel like it was an odd or maybe original is a better term choice, but I think it worked and wanted to know the backstory. Um, I'm glad you think it worked. <laughs> uh, I So a big part of my prep for this show just kind of generally is reading bug nuts shit uh, that people have written about various paranormal things over the course of human history. Real Dale Gribble shit. Yeah, exactly. I like to go to, ooh, I like to go to the fringes, you know? Um, and a lot of this uh, Fordian phenomena, cryptozoological, paranormal, occult stuff, there's sort of like the like kind of core TV trope cliche version, but there's also always a lot of weird stuff around the margins. So when I was reading about uh, Sasquatches, um, a lot of people in the paranormal and cryptozoological community believe that the reason Sasquatches have been so hard to find is because they can turn visible uh, and are aliens from outer space. That checks out to me. And so I thought, that rules, and I'm going to put that on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, that's yeah that's pretty much it um, the telepathy too is also something people believe that Sasquatches have I don't know whether or not any of those things are true about Sasquatches I'm pretty sure there aren't Sasquatches um, but I'm not an expert so I just took the elements that I liked and put it on our show arguably no one is an expert because no one's ever found one <laughs> that's true <laughs> whoever's filming those uh, jerky commercials I think Oh, yeah, they did find one. They, they found a Sasquatch out. and enslaved him to do advertisements for their beef jerky. Uh, for May, do you think Angela will ever learn how to skateboard? Or is she going to take up rollerblading like you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I feel like to be cool like Saber, she'll try to skateboard. But, yeah, maybe Angela would be better off with getting some rollerblades or some roller skates. But, yeah, I definitely think I'm trying. Penny's got to go with me, though. Okay. I need someone to hold on to. I mean, there's definitely, like, vine-propelled wheels moves that you could for sure introduce into your skill set. Yeah, so this is something for the next arc to think about. (laughs) For Bess, Gideon asks... I feel like Penny would be a cool sibling. Are you ever disappointed that you made her an only child? You know, I didn't think about it. But (laughs) in real life, I always wanted a twin. So it might have been cool to have a set of spooky twins. So maybe Penny has a twin out there. I don't know. Nega Penny. But also that really stresses me out. But I just want to be like Mary-Kate and Ashley. That's all. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) I mean, we can retcon it now that... Penny has been played by twins this entire time, switching out uh, halfway through each shooting session for OSHA reasons. Yeah, OSHA. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can always kind of tell the twin that's playing Penny that like wants to be an actor and the one that doesn't really want to keep doing this. (laughs) Also, one of their third eyes is real. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we can we can do some fucking soap opera ass 
long lost evil twin shit anytime you want to. Just my twin. Pass me a note across the table. Heck, that's my twin. <laughs> oh man, this would be chaos. Okay, we should do it. Penny mm-hmm. and Jenny. Uh, and a question uh, from Gideon to me that I will be asking myself. Uh, how, in all caps, so hear it in your head in all caps. I'm not going to yell it though. Thank how you. can you craft such musical masterpieces? Uh, James, how can you craft such musical masterpieces? How? How is I use the software Fruity Loops uh, FL Studio 20 uh, and click on stuff in there and outcome music on the other end. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, I usually listen through the podcast and I, I'm a big fan of late motifs. I'm a big fan of having like a song to fit a like a song specific to a character or a song specific to a certain mood. So, uh, if I find there's a scene in an episode of the podcast or like a character moment in an episode of the podcast that I haven't covered previously in one of my works, then I, I, I write a, I write a song for it. Um, yeah, I don't really have any specific steps as to how I come up with the music itself. I usually just kind of click like click notes around until something starts sounding good. Well, I can say that you know because we work together a little bit on the Cyber Squatch music. Mm-hmm. Um, by which I mean I basically played some songs for you. Know, I said, "Give me one like this." <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, you know we were we were trying to touch on like some kind of John Carpenter. Uh, Escape from New York. The Knight Rider theme song. Yeah, really like stark, synthy, kind of driving. And I and I think in terms of of uh is it leitmotif? Yeah. The 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 way that we use your your Sasquatch, your Cyber Squatch theme in this arc uh, was maybe more the most heavily we've done that. Because mm-hmm. like the regular Chillhaven theme, we don't really we only really use it at the beginning of the end in previous arcs. Yeah. Whereas this one, that Cyber Squatch arc was um was kind of always interspersed throughout all of these episodes. On top of building a guitar solo on top of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted that I wanted that when that guitar solo finally came up, I wanted that song to be really kind of ingrained and that guitar solo addition to feel like it finally kind of completed it and solidified yeah. it, you uh-huh. know, which it did mm-hmm. perfectly and beautifully. Thank you. And now I have the wonderful mental image of Swamp Cabbage Man playing a drum machine to the drum beat I wrote. I know, so sweet. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, second question from Gideon that is for me that is unrelated to the first one. Does Zeke ever lie awake at night wondering about the absurdity of his life? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> he should. Gives no thought baby. to yeah. it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when Zeke's awake, That's he's funny. a wreck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he goes to sleep and it, he shuts off and he's done for the day. Uh, and finally, for all of us, got any tips on switching over to a vegetarian diet? Get yourself a Phil who will cook you dinner. Every yeah, that's night. the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Phil makes us dinner every night. Um, get to like beans. Oh, beans! Try a lot of vegetables. I feel like a common mistake when people go vegetarian is they just eat all freezer food. Yeah, I would say keep like a bag of yes. chicken nuggets in that got, freezer because yeah. when you want the garbage food, like you need it, but like don't rely on it. Yeah, I will say. I am not currently vegan. I am vegetarian. I have not eaten, or I was vegan for about two years, 
you can be vegan and just eat garbage food and not have to eat any. Doesn't vegetables. matter if you were vegan person, or not. If you were, you're a person like me, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if I'm vegan or not. I eat trash. <laughs> if you're a person like me who consumes only trash and you don't like vegetables, you can be vegan and eat only trash. I promise. Eat lots of pasta. Oreos are vegan, baby. Yep. <laughs> Takis are vegan. Oh, yeah, love a taco. Most breakfast cereal vegan. Some unfrosted pop tarts vegan. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that uh, to touch on like the meat replacer, cheese replacer thing, th- there are good products out there. Unfortunately, they're expensive and they're only getting more expensive. Yeah. yeah. But that can be a good way. Like Impossible Beef is a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Like that can be a way to sort of um, gateway. Uh, yeah, gateway or like an off ramp mm-hmm. from consuming animal products. Yeah, I would say start there, and then I think the longer. You're being vegetarian. You just kind of explore different cuisines and different veggies and stuff. Yeah, and it's so exciting to find. Like, there's so many veggies now that I, like, really like that I never even tried before. Same. I talk about all the vegetables I love for uh, a million hours. (laughs) Well, that'll be a separate podcast. We do a Uh Veggie Tales-themed arc. Hmm. I'd be a cabbie. You would have to GM that one because I don't have any VeggieTales. I know that there is a tomato and a cumber. I only know the um, hairbrush song. I didn't. Oh. Surprisingly, I didn't really. It was pretty Christian, right? It was very yeah, Christian. I didn't Explicitly want... Christian. That and Barbara Manatee. They Hello. retold Bible stories. Yeah. It's one. That's so weird. They thought that was just normal storytelling. VeggieTales would be like, here's how you wash your hands. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then they'd be like, here's when Jonah got eated by the whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who tried to wash his hands? Pontius Pilot. <laughs> What's a Pontius Pilot? I don't want to get into it. <laughs> uh, but he, he was played once by David Bowie. Uh, oh, him, so we love so David cool Bowie. Person. Yeah. Uh, on to question number three. This one coming to us from Jenny Blaze at Silverblaze two five three on Twitter. Hey Jenny. Hi. Pew, pew, Hi Jenny. Pew. Jenny says, "Hi guys, amazing arc this time." So, it seemed during the final battle that Angela got very heavily injured fighting Skunk Cabbage. This ended up making me think of the question I wanted to ask for this chill sesh. Considering how dangerous (laughs) it is for Team Chillhaven, is death on the table for any of your characters slash important NPCs? And if so, how would that impact the trajectory of the plot? The second part is especially prevalent considering Angela and Penny's importance in causing the end of the world. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the Phil will kill anyone. Yeah. Yep. This is why I Phil's don't ever want to play. Yeah, Phil's in charge. If it were up to us, I think we, all of the characters would be done with danger forever. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the show would just be happy hangout time with Zeke and Penny and Angela and all their goofy friends. Yes. That's not what we signed up News for. News <laughs> Yeah. The, I mean, we already lost flow our hell. best friend cliff on r.i.p thanks our best Zeke. friend best friend cliff that was taken away from so us too soon to yeah i mean I'm, technically uh saber died in episode one violet true. died in episode three coach she had also died in episode three i think but i mean um, flow was the biggest npc to die yeah um i mean i tell phil every morning when i wake up i look at them and say <laughs> if you do anything to heck <laughs> We have problems. Heck sort of died a little bit at the end of uh, Welcome to Chillhaven arc. Well, Heck can't. But I saved him. Yeah. Yeah. We, if anything happens to Heck, I'll quit the podcast. Here's what I'll say. Um, in in this last arc, uh, the Cyber Squash Imperative, we played Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car with my best friend's birthday present inside, which is a lasers and feelings hack. And because it's such, it's a one sheet, it's very stripped down. It's very mechanically simplistic, about as simplistic as you can get. 
Um, there isn't like mechanisms for harm or death or anything like that. So the only way for anyone to have died in a Cyber Squatch arc is if I want, just want <laughs> them to. Uh, it's, it's an, A.K. what happened to Noah Langley. I was like, yeah. it feels right for him to explode right now. Yep. So that's what happened. <laughs> uh, my hand was very much on sort of on the wheel in this arc. Monster of the Week, which we typically play, which we're going back to for our next arc, is a lot different. Monster of the Week is very specific about what the consequences of moves are, what kind of damage can be done and received, how much damage you can take before you die. Um, it's kind of out of my hands. I'm not really making those decisions in Monster of the Week. I'm, I am creating a threat, uh, and I am dial turning my little dials and setting the numbers, and then sort of just setting it loose. Everything else that happens after that is based on y'all's decision making. So, I'm not going to be the one to kill anybody. You all are. Is is the is how I will say that. May us. Nope. As May actively tries to end the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we could all die. Yeah, it's all on the table, baby. Mm -hmm. And that's even also a mechanic of Monster of the Week is your, I mean, your character can retire and you yeah. can pick a new one. So that, aka dying, retiring, dying. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we the, we are in a comic book world in this show, right? What happens in comic books? People die. They come back. We play by the Vampire Diaries rules. Yeah, there's a lot of elasticity there in terms of what's even considered living in our world. Um, that being said, like, if a if a moment, if it feels right and dramatically correct for a character to die, that's something that we would probably leave alone. But there's always, I mean, this is a world where magic and technological wonders never cease. We've already, Bigfoot died and he came back. Other people are ghosts. Like, there's a lot of give and take here. Um, yeah, we'll just be like supernatural. And in 10 years when we're still doing this show, character is going to be like, we've invented a new extra super hell to put you in when you die. No more coming back for you, Dean and Sam. Fucking CW shit. I mean, do you? Uh, so I, I will say, too, to put it back to you all a little bit, uh, we all um, had pretty in-depth kind of character one-on-one -on -one interviews uh, following Phantasmagoria. We all talked about how y'all would feel about your characters dying or moving on to a different character. Um, <laughs> you were outright hostile with me about the prospect. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I love Angela. <laughs> but I would, I don't, I mean, again, it's all based on y'all's choices, but with like luck moves and all this stuff, like, if a PC was going to die, that would kind of, I think, be something that would be talked about beforehand. Mm -hmm. NPCs, though, I'll I'll throw them in the wheat thresher, baby. I don't give a fuck. Jeff, I'll kill him. Bart, kill him. Kill all of them, my but dad. heck, take them all. I don't care. Mm -hmm. That's not true, but heck is my favorite, and I'm too attacked. Over your own girlfriend. Yeah. Saber's already dead. Yeah, Saber's already dead. That's true. I just can't. Heck, heck's my favorite. NPC. He's the heart of the show. He is the heart of the show. I mean, mm -hmm. who doesn't love Heck? If you don't like Heck, please tweet at us and tell us, and then we'll <laughs> block you. But I, <laughs> but I just want to know. <laughs> just to be clear, May was the one that was hostile to Phil. <laughs> uh, we got to have stakes, baby. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, got to have narrative stakes. Rare. All right. On to question person number four, question number seven. Terrific. Uh, <laughs> Glad you're keeping track of that. 
This question comes to us from Ryan. She is on Twitter at TGIA podcast. The game is a foot podcast or at horse and lion. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Hi, Ryan. She asks, what is one event or interaction from the most recent arc that will absolutely affect your character's behavior in the next arc? That's a great question. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I adopted a child. <laughs> you did. You did adopt a child. You're a parent now. Do you want to oh. speak on that? I adopted Skunk Cabbage Bionic Man, so my house is now filled with um, a heck and a Skunk Cabbage Bionic Man. So I think that my life is uh, gonna change a little bit because of that. And I again, like Angela and Penny and our magic girl shit, I think that we're just going to probably get, sh- hopefully get stronger. And, you know, that will probably make Zeke more uncomfortable. So I'm looking forward to more of that. But I think that that's something that will shape a lot in this next arc. Um, so just in terms of the NPCs, what I can say is I think the Jeff Lynn's interactions with the Cybersquatch are absolutely going to... Uh, significantly affect his worldview and demeanor and behavior in the next arc because mm-hmm. he basically learned that everything he thought he knew and built his career on and uh, projected his expertise on was not accurate. <laughs> uh, and I don't think Jeff Lynn is the kind of person who is well-equipped for that. <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> uh, so I, I expect Jeff to be going through it to some degree in the next arc. Um, the other thing I'll say is uh, all of the Z-Farers are now back. Uh, well, I don't know where Kerrigan Orb is. We haven't seen her recently, but we've now got Heck, Dick, and uh, Professor Z, Zephyr Indigo, and Yeti Page both came back in ghost form. So I imagine those two coming back is going to bring some stuff up for for Heck and Dick uh, on some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that reuniting Sasquatch with his own ghost and helping Sasquatch and helping Sasquatch get back to his home planet was a big weight. <laughs> Sorry, I just, you said home planet, I just thought of Poochie instantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was a big weight off of Zeke's shoulders. Because um, Zeke has been being haunted by Bigfoot's ghost since the first arc. Quite <laughs> yeah. literally. Yeah. 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 I think even though he was a child when it happened, I think on some level Zeke always knew that he was involved in something pretty rough when he, <laughs> dug, when he dug his grubby little hands around in Bigfoot's corpse. Um, so I think that's a weight off of his shoulders. And I think that that's uh, a solution to a monster problem that's going to stick with Zeke for a long time. The power of friendship. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love the power of friendship. Um, I w- yeah, I would also say Penny and Angela using their powers together could probably like stir something up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um something good, right? Something very something good, good for wink, us. Wink. Um and then just in general, Penny's visions, dreams in the last arc, she had the vision with the gothic manor. So, I mean, her visions didn't really start out positive, but they really are just taking a turn for the worst. And my mom's voice has popped up during some of these adventures I've gone on in my brain and space and time. So I'm sure they're all going to come together and ruin my life. Absolutely. And I say bring it on. That's the attitude. Yeah. That's the spirit we need. I think when Phil was like, what happened if you died? I'd be like, 
We'll see what happens. I feel like you'd come back. If you strike me down, I'll become even more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, I feel like that would happen for Penny for sure. All right. Our next question comes to us from the Ultimate Goro Majima Simp. What up? Hello, Ultimate Goro Majima Simp. At the Space Hamster on Twitter. (laughs) They are a patron. So thank you for that, Space Hamster. They ask, Phil, I think you've already touched on this a little bit, but I guess uh, feel free to expand. Was it planned for Langley to die in this arc, or was it a spur-of-the-moment thing after Cyber Squatch and Swamp Cabbage Man reconciled? Uh, so nothing, as I said, nothing was really planned. Um, not, not much is really ever planned. I had an idea that Bigfoot would accomplish his goals by playing a guitar solo. I think that I have to cop to pretty clearly being an idea that was in my head. Um, but no, it wasn't planned to kill Langley. I will say this. If there's an NPC and I don't like them, they're probably not long for this world. <laughs> um, and I didn't like that guy. He was a fucking cop. He had we cop behavior. Hate like him. We don't actually have cops in our show, which was a very deliberate choice that we made because we fucking hate cops and we don't, you know, fiction breeds empathy and we don't want to create empathy for cops at all. Um, that being said, we did not like policing as a behavior. Right. And so people can, people can like participate in fucking cop behavior without having a literal badge on. And that motherfucker was on some real cop shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so to me, you know, once y'all kind of got on that track of like, we want to be best friends with the cabbage man, we need to reconcile Sasquatch with the cabbage man. <laughs> it, it kind of became clear to me that like the best way to sort of Uh, embody their new like spirit of collaboration was to destroy uh, one of their captors that horrible horrible man he was a wiener he was a wiener so happy when he died I didn't think that was gonna happen Um, so I I, as we went into the finale I definitely had an idea that if y'all were successful in what it seemed like you were gonna try to do that would probably be how it ended Um, came exploding into chunks was definitely something I thought of the as the words were coming out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, next question comes to us from Nariz Roja at E. coli on Twitter, E-H-C-O-L-I. Hello. Hi. Also a patron. Thank you so much. Hi. Uh, asking, who had the most embarrassing photo taken at Dick's party? Zeke, 1,000%. It's got to be Zeke. Yeah, right? He did dress me like old lady E.T. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. And we'd been through some stuff. But if you're just asking like who was embarrassed on like the, of their own accord, probably Zeke. Yeah. yeah. What's the picture? <laughs> Barfing up moon juice. <laughs> <laughs> Is Zeke on Insta Scramble? Have we established that? I, he... Uh, I feel like you have. I feel like Zeke has an account with like three he has pictures. not. Yes, and they're all from like a year and a half ago. They're all from the day, he and they have like the a account. filter on them, and they're fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. and you only follow like five people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, Angela. This is the picture you posted of Zeke. Mm-hmm. You tagged him in his dormant account. Yeah. What is what's the picture? Definitely Zeke puking up moon juice, probably on Dick's feet. Like right on those moon with those moon boots. Yeah, and Dick wasn't even mad, but Zeke just barfed all over. Chunks of cupcakes flying out everywhere. Wasn't even alcohol in the moon juice. It was just too much sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Upset his little tummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he brushes his teeth with Mountain Dew Code Red. Like yeah. <laughs> that line's already pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh <clears throat> 
All right, next up we have- Wait, a- that was only the one- Y'all have to tell me your other embarrassing pictures too. I don't want just one. Oh. What? That was Zeke had the embarrassing photo. Oh, so yeah, it was who had only doing the most embarrassing. Yeah, and it It was was Zeke. Zeke. (laughs) I don't. Me. Angela doesn't take embarrassing photos. We all know this. Okay. Penny just looks the way you'd think Penny would look. It's it's just just any picture of Penny in that costume. I think. (laughs) Well, yeah, and just like the look of disdain on her face. But it's okay. I think any any space that Penny is photographed in becomes a liminal space around her. It's like someone in the ring, you just zero in on it and like, that girl. <laughs> Something about her. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. <laughs> oh, yes. The third eye on her forehead. That's what's about Well, her. and the other two that... Do not close. Yeah. Never blinking. Uh, Bess and I rewatched The Ring last night. I fucking love that movie. It had been so long since I'd seen it. American or Ringu? American. I love it. It was just, we were just scrolling and it popped up. I was really invested in that movie, and even like that cabin that she stays in in the middle of the woods. There was like a website for those cabin rentals, and so I don't know if they were actual real ones in Washington or what, but they like based their whole website on the ring. So it was like creepy as shit. So I don't know if it was real or not. But you I don't mean, know if the ring was real. No, I don't know if the cabin, <laughs> like if they after the movie came out, they like decided to make it like a themed, yeah, stay. Thing. But it was in Washington. But um, I really liked that movie. It's spooky. It's, it's pretty good. There's some good stuff in it. There's a whole lot in it that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't. You yeah. die in seven days. Watch the video. Watch yeah, the I mean, those parts are fine. There were just like a lot of loose plot threads that I feel like they threw in there and left hanging that in their sequel? didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. I'm sure it ties uh, them up. In the sequel, I'm think. sure it ties There's a few sequels, I think. Yeah. To the, I think the American one only had one. The uh, Japanese one has a, a bunch, yeah. including one where she fights the ghost from The Grudge. Oh, yep. yeah. Not a great movie, that one. I read <laughs> Not good. Did you watch it? Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it sounds weird. Ghosts like fighting bad. sounds pretty boring. Yeah. Well, zero energy. Freddie and Jason got away with it because neither of those two really behave like ghosts. No, they're gobbledygools. Yeah. Gobbledygools. They're nightmares of, of the dreamscape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got a few different questions from Luca. Uh, first- Hi, Luca. Hi, Luca. Hi, Luca. First question. Uh, why couldn't Langley find a suit that fit him? He didn't try. Yeah, Fucking yeah. Warped. I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't think it was an issue of him finding a suit that fit him. I think it was an issue of he doesn't know how a suit is supposed to fit. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people don't. So, don't go to bat for him. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not going to bat for him. I'm calling him stupid. Jane oh, loves he, him. He wore suits all the time and and never bothered to like get measured for one. But in my mind, it was one suit. He was he was a one suit guy, you know. Mm-hmm. You you open his closet, there's like five identical white shirts and one uh, ill fitting suit. He bought it like in his mid thirties, and he was like, "I'll grow into it." <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's why. Uh, will Angela's nemesis, the eagle, come back? Possibly with cyber enhancements. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. That yeah. I think that Angela will be seeing that eagle again. It's gonna be like Maggie and the eyebrow baby. I have no what? idea what that means. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about the eagle: is I'm not gonna say that the eagle will never come back because uh, the a lot of this show is me shutting off my higher brain and just letting words fall out of my mouth. So one of them might be eagle. Someday. What I will say is the Cyber Squatch arc was operating, I think, on a kind of different level than a lot of our other arcs. It was 
a little bit more loosey-goosey in terms of its connection to reality. It was goofy as fuck. A little more cartoony and light. Um, our next arc, which we have already started recording uh, and I already have prepped, is very much not light and goofy. It is nasty and dark. So I don't know if the Eagles are going to fit into that tone as readily. But we'll see. But we will see. Um, Still from Luca, do you feel like playing different characters for the Phantasmagoria arc gave you new perspective or energy for the Chillhaven kids? That was a really good question. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay. Well, I think moving it, on. Well, <laughs> I had never played another character. I don't act. I'm not an actor. So Historically. Yeah. So I've only played Angela. And then we played, and then I got to play Rusty, and I felt like that was way out of my comfort zone. But I feel like I, you know, playing such a different character, I took a lot of different risks or just used a lot of different moves that I think that helped shape what I thought that Angela could do in like the future arcs. Like, I don't know. I thought since Rusty was a stuntman, you know, it was like all about like, making the flashy moves before the action part. So I think with Angela, I'm going to think of a lot more of like the lead up before the action or the punch or whatever. Flair. Flair. (laughs) Yeah. So I felt like it helped. That was the only other person I played. Yeah, I second that too because Penny has kind of had her own little arc of becoming comfortable in her skin, confident in her powers and with her friends. So playing... um, an absolute maniac who is like <laughs> so blindly sure of everything she does and knows she's a badass. Um, it kind of gave me like a little like kick in the butt of energy for Penny to kind of keep growing hers. Yeah, you can just play different, more different characters. Than- yeah. Penny, Penny really did feel more confident in in the Cyber Squad arc yeah. that, mm-hmm, that I sure. really sensed, and I think that does make sense where she is in her character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to give too much away about, you know, what we've recorded so far, the new arc, but at least for me, I've always said if this was a traditional CW TV show, it would be about Penny mm-hmm. and her two goofy friends. <laughs> and I f- uh, have definitely felt Penny sort of almost stepping into a little bit of like a leadership role recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very good and cool. Yeah. yeah. Just wait until our twin comes into play. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> An idea that we had. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think for me it was and Phil, I'm sure this could be true for you in reverse at the start of the Phantasmagoria arc. It was a relief to play one character again and not <laughs> twelve. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think for all of us, I think we all had a uh uh What's the word I'm looking for? There, we we all had a little bit of anxiety about uh, how easy it was going to be to go back to these characters after that arc, and mm-hmm. I feel like we all just just fell right back into it. Yeah, pretty I, much right away. Yeah, I felt like the Phantasmagoria arc also like it. I felt like our characters were silly, and so that was like a good transition to this silly arc. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I I think that uh, what you know I don't know that I felt relieved James going to just one character, but it did you know having the opportunity to embody flow for that arc made me wish I could I now want to do an arc about every single other NPC. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I spent a lot of time thinking about the NPCs and like their psychology and what drives them and stuff and like 
getting to actually, you know, concretize that. Is that a word? I, yeah, sure. Yeah. You made it one. Uh, it solidify that and like really explore it in, in a, a longer format, um, w- you know, allowed me to know flow a hell of a lot better. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I will say that there are, you know, there's other NPCs that are kind of at the forefront of my mind right now that I'm trying to flesh out internally. Uh, but yeah, getting, getting, so I guess I do agree with you, James, that getting to, down to focus on one character's psychology and really explore that, um, was a really cool opportunity. Cool. Uh, and final question from Luca. If Bigfoot's an alien, what is Nessie? Nessie does not exist. I am not. That is not canon. That is absolutely not canon. I I don't have any control over the canon. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a Phil question. Nessie is. Uh, We got to go to Scotland and find out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What if we have, like, a vacation arc? (laughs) Chillhaven vacation. I have an idea for one. Is it going to Scotland and me- meeting the Loch Ness monster? No. Let's go to Ireland. Ugh. No, it's more of a <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, it just because Phil's obsessed with like folklore our apologies to, to Ireland from Ireland. <laughs> it's only you have a beautiful country. It's only because hey. Phil's obsessed with like folklore and stuff. Fucking Irish reunification now, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, Ireland. <laughs> Star Trek was right. 2024 Irish okay, reunification. Okay. <laughs> Come out, eat black and tans. Oh my God. Um, sorry. Uh, boop, boop, boop. I don't know. I, I have one of mine. I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> uh, it might happen. <laughs> yeah, it might happen. So Nessie could be real. We uh, Phil will let us know what Nessie is when Nessie appears. Yeah, Nessie's such a big one that I f- I feel hesitant to lock down a canon about Nessie in like a chill sesh. Yeah, I'd rather learn about Nessie on the show. Yeah, but I know I'd love her. I will say I I went through this will surprise no one whatsoever. I went through a cryptid phase as a child where I what? loved cryptids, <laughs> you. like learning about you. cryptids. And even as a child, Nessie was always one, the one that I was the most incredulous about and the one that still to this day just makes the least amount of sense to me. Like Bigfoot, you know, there's always the question of like, why haven't we found one? Why isn't there any evidence? But like, hey, but, you know, the woods are big. Yeah. Ape guy lives in the woods. True. Sure, I can't find him. I don't know. But like Loch Ness is so fucking small. Uh-huh. Like, and there's no other like fish that live there. Like there's just, there's, there's just nothing. There. It's so easy to scan that whole freaking lake. People have done it. Invisible to scan. So yeah. is it like, supposed to be in one lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the Loch Ness monster. Uh-huh. Loch Ness is a lake. I didn't. I did not know that. Loch is Scottish for lake. So I did not know that. So it's literally <laughs> Lake Ness. Damn. Yeah. The the common uh, uh, the commonly accepted narrative for like how does Nessie get there is Nessie is a plesiosaur from the dinosaur times at it from a and at one point Loch Ness was connected to the oceans and so Nessie was swimming around hanging out in Loch Ness and eventually one day oop opens oceans dried up now it's a lake now it's not connected to the ocean no more and one dinosaur got stuck there and has Aww. lived there ever since. And is immortal, I guess. I think Nessie probably is going to time travel in our arc from the past to the present. <laughs> We're going to chill. Haven. We are going to create the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I did say to James the other day is that now, th- since the events of Prospect Quandary, causality on our show does not have to follow linear time. Mm-hmm. Great. So y'all can retroactively create Nessie. Uh, it did just occur to me that as James was talking that Mary, maybe Nessie is actually a very powerful sorcerer or a lich. 
Oh, um, I could see a lich. Lich Nessie would be cool. Y'all want to know an idea that's been rattling around in my brain for a little while here? Sure. Yep. So in Monster of the Week, there is a, a, a it's basically y'all do like investigate to figure out what the monster is. I give you answers. Go find the monster and kill it. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd maybe be fun to do a mini arc where y'all do investigate a mystery and stuff and ask those, you get those questions on your rolls, but you just get to make it up yourself in the moment. And then I have to just roll with whatever you all collectively kind of decide. Yeah, I'll do that. I love Chaotic. that. Like exquisite corpse style. <laughs> yep, I'll do that. Sign me up. Okay, that look forward to that bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play around with the story, you know? Mm-hmm. And do what we want. Yeah. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the questions on our questionnaire sheet, everybody. Thank you for asking the questions. Yeah, thank y'all so much yeah, for the th- questions. Yeah. Thank you to everyone for sending in questions. Thank you to all of you for listening to the show, for listening to this chill session. Um, Did y'all have any questions for any of each other or us or anything? I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I don't think so. Well, because this was just like a goofier arc and stuff. Mm-hmm. So usually I have questions, but I think it was like a pretty light one. So how did uh, did y'all like the tone of this arc? Was it a nice reprieve? Oh my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, felt, it felt yeah. The the loose atmosphere felt very nice to stakes. return to these characters with. Yeah, and it also felt like a fun scavenger hunt, and I think fondly of scavenger hunts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, was very much a scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. It felt very non-threatening to play. Yeah, no world-ending stakes or anything, really. Yep. I might have killed Jeff if there had been a really nasty bad roll in there. No, I done that. no, you wouldn't. And the fucking Cyber Squatch arc. Yeah, yeah. might have. I don't know. We it would have been poetic. <laughs> yeah. But I, I felt Jeff, like Jeff Jeff pushes Cyber Squatch out of the way of getting hit by a car and to, and and dies. Okay, that would have been a way to go. Dies in Cyber Squatch's arms. That would have been sweet, actually. Tell Zeke back up my research. Yeah. <laughs> Even though <laughs> it's all inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> is there a is NPC mm. ship that y'all would like to see this arc? Ooh. I feel like Tim probably Carlos though would end up dating someone like awful who would absolutely threaten us, but like he would convince us that it was fine. And he's so goofy and like doesn't think about like I feel like he'd bring someone bad into it. Oh, Carlos, yeah, I, I think your that. new girlfriend is a Medusa. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I can totally see that. Oh, it reminds me of um Xander shit. Yeah. 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 But we'd be so happy for him. But I then know. we'd be like I yeah. wouldn't care. He, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Carlos can, they can all, that's fine. <laughs> they can all. They can all. <laughs> all Zeke's friends. Wow. Um, skunk Cabbage Bionic Man. And anyone. Aww. And anyone. Anyone who, anyone who will care for him yeah. and treat him right. Yeah. So we got to think about that. We got to set him up. Oh my God, his first day and we'll get him a really cute outfit. Oh my like God. a Komodo dragon or something. I feel like it's just the same suit with like a cuter tie, right? Yeah. Like instead of a plain blue tie, he wears like a tie with little flowers oh, on it. Can you see him holding flowers out for <laughs> you to eat them? I got nervous waiting for you. <laughs> oh my God, I love and it. And I ate the bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. But here are the stems. Oh, God, he's so sweet. I'm just picturing... <laughs> Just a palette swapped swamp cabbage bionic man with a big bow. 
cute. He's a cutie. Would you like some of my spaghetti? Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> I feel like you could do this for hours. <laughs> oh, we should. That we actually, yeah, maybe you should make a swamp cabbage bionic lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so, wait, are we going to bride a Frankenstein one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's head down to the swamp with a big net. Yeah. <laughs> Catch a little I don't know, thing and then just put it in the microwave. <laughs> Add some tech in there. I don't know how Angela doesn't Weird know science that. Rule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just know microwave. Yeah. <laughs> put the toaster in the microwave with the computer and <laughs> some pictures of the girl you want it to make. Yeah. It's like magic. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning strikes the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well... On that note, thank you all again for listening to <laughs> listening to the last five minutes and the previous forty minutes before that. Thank you all for continuing to listen to our wonderful show. We look forward to making more of it for you to continue listening to and asking questions about for Chill Sesh Six. Amen. Yep. New arc coming soon. So soon. Sign up to our Patreon for all our wonderful bonus content. And tell your friends. And tell, yeah, just tell one single person about the show if you like it. Maybe. Or don't. Run down the main street of your town tearing (laughs) off your clothes and screaming wildly about the dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Or, (laughs) no, go ahead. No. <laughs> nope, I want to hear no, it. No, it's okay. no, I hear it. no, 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 it's over. Were you going to ask people to do something illegal? Probably. No. <laughs> redacted, redacted. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How do we use it? Gotta go. Gotta go big story. Gotta go big story.